You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. This is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! Welcome to episode 109 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. As always, I am coming to you from the Gulf Coast of Pensacola, Florida. Coming up on today's show, I have not one, not two, but three guests from the Russian bar trio. I have Christine, Marco, and Eve on the show. And you may be wondering, what is a Russian bar trio? Well, they are a trio of performers. And the best way to describe it is Marco and Eve will hold this bar called a Russian bar. And it has a little bit of bounce to it. It's almost kind of like a trampoline in a way. And Christine will balance on the bar, jump up in the air, and do all types of cool flips and stunts and really crazy stuff. And it's really fascinating and really cool to watch. And they've been a performing act for 14 years now. I didn't know that until we sat down and did the interview. But they've been coming out to Blue Wahoos games for the last couple of years. So I had the opportunity to sit down with them when they were in town a couple of weeks ago. And what's kind of funny and ironic about that is they were out at a Wahoo game last year. And this actually got national exposure, but there was this really bad storm in town. And our video board got struck by lightning. And what's funny is when they were in town a couple of weeks ago... It rained again. Thankfully, the video board didn't get hit by lightning, but if you listen closely, you might be able to actually hear rain in the background because I had just finished helping put the tarp on the field and had to dry off and do the interview, and you can hear the rain in the background and everything, and it was, it was actually kind of an ironic situation. But another cool thing about the Russian Bar Trio is, as of this recording, uh, they recently performed on America's Got Talent on the newest season, and they actually advanced to the live round. So congratulations to them for that. Um, keep, definitely keep watching. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, as it's first come out, definitely watch America's Got Talent and support the Russian Bar Trio. They're a really nice group. They're very, very talented and it was really cool getting to talk with them and hearing their story. And they're also part of the uh, Skillville group that uh, also books uh, B-Boy McCoy, Birdzerk, who you've heard on the show previously, and many other performing acts. But before we get to the interview, I have to tell you about my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. The Unicorn Wranglers are an indie rock band based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they are very important to this podcast, and that's because they supply the theme music that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. And the song you heard today is Twin Peaks from their album Murder Mystery Night, which is now available for free on Bandcamp. Just go to Bandcamp.com and search for the Unicorn Wranglers, and you can find Murder Mystery Night for free. That's my favorite four-letter word, free. You can also buy their EP Atomics, which is available on iTunes and Spotify for only $2.97. You can follow them on social media. They're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wranglers. And finally, be sure to check out their website, theunicornwranglers.com. And without further ado, here is my conversation with the Russian Bar Trio. Thank you. 
sitting here at Blue Wahoo Stadium with my three very special guests, Marco, Christine, and Eve from the Russian Bar Trio. Guys, welcome back to Pensacola. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Now, I know you guys uh, just got here, but uh, you've actually performed uh, for the Wahoos uh, for multiple times. Uh, First thing I wanted to ask you guys, uh, how has your experience been uh, working at the Blue Wahoos? Uh, to be honest, really, really awesome. We love coming down here. It's, I think, one of the nicest ballparks in the whole circuit, just to the fact that we're close to the water. So this makes us a very special place. Audience has been super great and, uh, and, and welcoming to us. So, you know, it's easy for us to come down here and have a good time with you guys. It's very often rainy, and uh, last year we got the occasion to see the lightning fall on the board. What was uh, an amazing experience, a little bit expensive experience <laughs> for the team, I guess. And a scary <laughs> experience. Yeah, we, we were, uh, my boss and I were actually out getting a camera when lightning hit, and it was the loudest thing I think I've ever heard in my life to this day. Because I, I, I had no idea that you guys were here when that was supposed to happen. So it just kind of, you know, made a interesting flashback i guess it was very loud for us too and very surprising we we've been amazed it was crazy and now it's raining again so we hope that doesn't happen <laughs> twice <laughs> yeah, yeah we hope we're not bad omen for the blue hose <laughs> well I mean, you guys did get to see the the tarp pole which people for some reason enjoy watching yes. especially like in game if we have to put the tarp on and especially when we have to take it off People will start cheering for us, and it's really kind of motivation and gets the blood flowing a little bit. That's yeah, awesome. You guys did a great job out there. I mean, it was nice. It was actually fun watching. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. So uh, how did you guys actually meet each other? So I was a gymnast before. I've been a gymnast for 14 years. And uh, even Marco were already in the circus kind of circuit. They were already doing circus and all that. And then um, they decided to give me a call. And we have a pretty small little, um, in Quebec City, it's a pretty small town. So we know pretty much a lot of people. And gymnastic world is pretty small. So they gave me a call. And then they were like, hey, would you like to try it out? And I had no idea. I was 16 years old. Uh, I had no idea what Russian bar was. And I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. So I went to the circus school and tried it out and they were just like oh my god we're never gonna do this again it's just not gonna work it's it's awful you know we're done and so they gave me a little a little chance they gave me you know a few weeks few months and then um after three months we were actually doing our first show well that went pretty quick and then we just kind of went from there and it's been over 14 years now i think that we're together so 14 years wow yeah a lot of flipping (laughs) yeah a lot of flipping, yes. <laughs> now, how different is it balancing and jumping on that bar opposed to, I guess, traditional gymnastics? Uh, it's quite different. I mean, people think it's like it's the width of a beam, a balance beam, so it's four inches wide. So it's similar to a beam, but when you're on the beam in gymnastics, you're actually balancing yourself. When I'm doing Russian bar, the boys are actually taking away the balance I have and they're putting them into their hands. So when I'm on the bar, it's like holding a fork in your hands and you're trying to balance that fork or that baseball bat or whatever you want. And I'm that baseball bat. I'm that pole that's super straight. So it's a kind of a different experience. And then for the bouncing part, it's most likely like a trampoline. It's really, really close to a trampoline, even softer than a trampoline. Just, just better looking than a fork or a baseball bat. 
Thanks, Marco. Uh, one thing I, I, I've been curious about in watching your guys' performances, um, I'll ask all three of you, because you two actually you know, balance her on the Russian bar. What goes through your mind when she's up in the air? Uh, we uh, we don't have much uh, to think. It's really a reflex, and uh, we just go for it all the time. And after we're doing this in so long that we don't think anymore. It's just reflex. We go and do our job, and it just come it like it come. It's uh, and we're not scared about what could happen, and we'd never think about what could happen. It's just we have to do our job. We do our job, and compensate when something goes wrong. We compensate a little bit, and then. We make it work. But maybe for people that don't understand what, what the, the main uh, action is that we have to do, so we basically look at Christine while she's in the air, and if she's off a little bit from the point where we left, then we'll have to move towards her and make sure that the Russian bar is underneath her foot. So it's basically like you're throwing an object in the air, and then if it's not going up straight, then you eventually have to move where the object is. So it's it's kind of the same. It's like goes, yeah. It's like in baseball. Exactly. You, you throw go the under ball the ball in the air, and then you move towards where the object is because it's only you know four inches wide. What are your thoughts when you're up in the air? Like, are do you does anything in particular go through your mind? Or you just it's just like second nature to you. Yeah, it's. Pretty close to second nature. I say it's just like riding a bike. You know, if you haven't rode your bike in 10 years, you're just going to hop on that bike and you're going to ride your bike like you rode it yesterday, right? So mm -hmm. it's pretty much the same for me. I mean, it sounds a little bit crazy for most people, but that's pretty much what it is. And then um, when you're up there, I mean, the only thing you're thinking about is to land on that bar. So that's that's all you do, you know. And if something, me and Marco, because I'm always facing Marco, we'll have a laugh or we'll have a big smile or we'll start laughing. I mean... We still have a good time out there, even though we know that there's a part of danger related to it. But it's still a good time. Right. There is that little bit of danger, but that also adds that little bit of excitement to it. Yeah, I love, like, just looking at lady or men in the audience, you know, just, like, just shivering, you know, oh, my God, oh, my God, just stressing out. And I just love, like, watching them and going, like, yep, I'm going to do this and it's going to be just fine. You know, it's just, it's a good feeling for me. Even when Christine is looking, somebody doing a Russian bar, she's stressed for the, per for the person jumping in a bar. Yeah, when <laughs> I'm looking at a Russian bar act, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when she's in the bar, she's very relaxed and uh, very, uh, very self-confident. That's, that's the secret of the success. Something else I wanted to ask you guys about. You guys have performed uh, for some really cool places. You've been on uh, Ellen, Oprah, and America's Got Talent. Uh, how did you guys get on those shows, and how were they? Uh, well, most of those shows you you can't apply. It's kind of like, I mean, America's Got Talent, they have scouts. So they pretty much browse Google or whatever YouTube and, and look for you know, new acts because those shows have been running for so long. They're trying to find some new talents. So they kind of contacted us. And then uh, as for Ellen and Opera, they as well look for special talents that they want to have on the, sh on the shows because they've been running for so long. So you kind of like, you know, all of a sudden get an email and it says, hey, uh, would you guys want to come down and do that show? And, and then you basically go kind of from one show to another so that you can hand it down from one show to another. And we're just super thankful that we had those opportunities. Definitely, definitely. And you also uh, got to tour with uh, a really cool act that I've never personally seen live, but uh, Cirque de Soleil. How was that? 
Uh, we usually do special events with Cirque du Soleil, so we've never really been part of a steady show like let's say in Las Vegas. We've been to Cancun one time, one week to do a backup act, but usually we do special events, so we do pretty cool stuff. You know, we did a wedding in India, uh, we did just a few different events in Quebec City, the 400 years, we went to Russia. I mean, we did like really nice, and those contracts are super nice. I mean, Cirque du Soleil is treating you like like a rock star, you know, hotel, plane, I mean, everything is just, it's pretty amazing experience for sure. But the main difference with those, uh, with those shows is that uh, we have a full makeup and a very colorful costume, which is different of the sports where we wear some uh, more chill out clothes. And, uh, but it's very different and uh, this is what make our job very funny because we have some, so many different opportunities and different situation show situation so that make the, the the job very funny and that's what's cool about what you guys do that i think is a little bit different than the other skillville groups is that like bird zerk does pretty much just baseball superstars do all other sports but you guys do so much more like you've done certainly so late like you said you guys have done a wedding yeah we've done um nba so we do a lot of basketball we did hockey football baseball i mean we do birthday yeah. party wedding shopping center we we just came back from indonesia we did like a big theme park for six weeks wow i mean we do like we do it kind of at all if you think of something we probably did it kind of thing and that's what he says that's why we do been doing it for such a long time because you don't feel like you know the mur the moments day every day the same thing it's it changes you know if like from an outdoor baseball event to wearing spandex with Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> you know, I mean, you name it. And then, you know, you'll just move from one to another. So it doesn't feel like the everyday nine to five job. It's always like something different, you know. Well, it's like someone told me a long time ago, variety is the spice of life. And the fact totally. that you guys have so much variety, that's got to make the job so much more fun. Totally. Also, yeah. the, the opportunity that we have to travel all around the world make the job very, very awesome, too. We have seen so many awesome places. Kristen just come back from Indonesia. She she stayed for a little bit longer than us, and she got the chance to go on the top of the volcano Monrejani. Oh wow! She did a three day trips <laughs> on the mountain. That was awesome for her. Yeah, we're down to over thirty countries we visited. So you know, it's a it's a great opportunity. Opportunity. Thank you. Is there anywhere that you haven't visited that you guys would like to? Many places we haven't seen that we would love to see. I mean we haven't been to South America. We haven't been to Africa. I mean, I, I don't think any of us did. I mean, there's still so many places. I mean, it's we've been to Japan like four or five times, but it's like, okay, we want to do another country. You know, we love going there, but it's just every time we get a chance to go to a different country or a different continent, I mean, why not? It's... Yeah. We almost got the chance to go to Rio for the Olympics, but finally been canceled, but... Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in four years. So, Christine, I've got to ask about the, the volcano. Because yeah. how, 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 how was the feeling of being on top of a volcano? That was pretty special because we actually started climbing at, at 2 in the morning. So you get up to be on top at the sunrise. So you climb it up all the way in the dark with just the, the front headlight. And you get to the top and it's freezing cold. It's like, I don't know. Maybe 10. And then you're just like freezing. And then you're like, you wait for the sunrise. And then it sh finally appears. And then you're like, yay. And then it's just, it's just amazing. I mean, it's gorgeous up there. It's just 
we don't have this like in Canada or in United. I mean, United States we do have volcano, but like Canada, we don't really have any kind of thing like that. Well, it's it's the element of going outside your country and seeing oh, yeah. like you can see a sunrise from anywhere, but seeing it from the top of a volcano is way different than like on the beach oh, or sure. here or and having you know. to work for it. I mean, yes, the sunrise is going to come, but if you want to be on top, you got to make it to the top. <laughs> and we have some. We've done some pretty cool things. I mean, speaking of Indonesia, we just did some tricks with the bamboo stick uh, right in the rainforest in Indonesia. We did some acrobatics on top of the Chinese wall. So, you know, wherever we go, we try to, you know, uh, lift the whole experience and make it worth it going. We try to bring some good memories, always. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what kind of tricks did you do with bamboo sticks? <laughs> um, so basically, we hold the stick and, and it's kind of like a fixed bar in gymnastics. So, you know, she goes into a handstand and then we bring her up. I mean, obviously it's a bamboo stick and, <laughs> and that being said, the first one we broke. <laughs> so we don't want to take too many chances, obviously, because this is our job and they want to get hurt. But yeah, we did a couple and, um, and it was funny because the guy that was uh, right in the bush with us, I mean, they've never seen anything like it. So all of a sudden, us taking a bamboo stick and then pulling off some tricks. I mean, you obviously was a little blown away, and uh, we had a good time. Yeah, the, the the owner of the property in the jungle was very amazed, and uh, he was very surprised about what we did, and uh, it was part of the experience. And uh, he he got something from us, and we also got something from him, and uh, it was very awesome. It's this is the the funny things about traveling. It's sharing with some different countries, some different culture and different people and uh, that's really awesome no absolutely and just like mixing elements of what you guys do with like say the bamboo sticks taking an, an element from their everyday life and adding exactly. it to your routine is and they had no idea that you could do that with bamboo stick you know <laughs> usually they have a fence with bamboo you know and that's about it or a bed and then we're there like standing on it and doing handstands and they're just like oh never thought of that well i wouldn't even think of that either i would think it would that they would just break yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the guy just cut the, a part of his handrail of his uh, of his balcony to uh, give us a piece of bamboo <laughs> <laughs> to, to give us a chance to do it <laughs> but I mean, this is the mindset that you need once you have those chances. You can either stay at the hotel and just do your thing at the theater and then go back to the airport and all you've seen is basically the hotel, the airport and the theater. Or you make it work and actually go out and check out, you know, uh, whatever the city has to offer. You eat local food, you meet the people and that's pretty much what we always try to do. So wherever we go, we want to hook up with local, we want to see... Because, you know, the day we won't do this anymore, then at least we have captured all those memories that will stay with us forever. Right, exactly. Because you could go to, like, say, if you're traveling to Kentucky or Texas, you could eat at, you know, a chain restaurant yeah. any anywhere. But if I go somewhere different, I want to try, like, a local mom-and-pop place, like a local yeah. sandwich shop or whatever their specialty is. So tonight, Russian Bartru eats at Pete Like Pete. A uh, very good choice. Yeah, all right. Very, very, very good choice. Perfect. Well, meet us there, guys. <laughs> One of my favorite places to eat here. Now, how did you guys get involved with uh, the Skillville group? And how has your experience been working with them? We met them first uh, on America Got Talent Season 3. And uh, the, the, the experience was a little bit hard with uh, America Got Talent. But the fact that they were there and we were there, we got a lot of fun. And it was crazy. 
uh, those guys are crazy. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. So Dominic was like, "Hey, you guys, you want to work for us?" We're like, "Oh, I guess so. Sure, why not?" <laughs> and then from then, I mean, it's been ten years now that we know them, and it's been just a super fun ride with those guys. I mean, they're amazing. I think we have the the same mindset, you know. I mean, we do this as a job, but we never looked at it as a job. It's just about having fun and offering the crowd the best, you know, entertainment possible, and and. So we have this mutual understanding on how we approach the, the, the what we do. And so for us, it's just uh, an awesome partnership with the Skilva Group. And I'd like to thank you. We're on the same page. There's nothing too serious. <laughs> but um, no, I didn't even know uh, until I was setting up the interview with Dominic. I didn't know he was one of the owners. I always thought he was just the guy in the Bergzerk suit. <laughs> so... You know, I'm surprised when uh, Stephanie emails me back and he's like, oh, I've CC'd Dominic on this email. And, oh, he's also one of the owners. I'm like, huh, okay. So, you know, getting to find out, like, even how that whole group was formed was really cool. And I, I think you guys have a really good group because it's a variety. There's you guys. There's a guy in a bird suit. There's guys who beat on plastic garbage cans. There's so much fun stuff, and I, I think you guys are fantastic. Well, what you didn't know, Thank Dominique you. was doing undercover boss. So <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he, he was just playing you. <laughs> oh, man. I have to fly up to Louisville and give him a piece of my mind. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you guys have any advice for anyone who wants to become a performing act or even a gymnast? Follow your dream. If you want to do that, work for it and uh, you will get what you want. But like it's hard, but follow your dream. For me, like I was a gymnast forever. You know, I was a gymnast from age three to age 17. And I never thought I'd be doing circus for a living. And it's just I was doing gymnastics because I loved it. I kept doing it. And then one day, you know, get a phone call and you get to do what you love and you keep doing it and you get paid for it. So you never know. I mean, if you like what you do, just keep doing it and something great going to happen out of it, you know. And don't, yeah, and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it because you'll be the only one that puts a barrier in your way. But if you really believe, like Eve said and Christine as well, then you can do anything. And we see this at everyday life. People break world records. People do this and this is because somebody somewhere believes it's possible. And, you know, every day we find out something new. So, you know. Um, I mean, the best, best example is Marco right here. You know, he's from Germany. He's in Germany. He decided he wanted to move to Canada. He wanted to do circus. He loves Cirque du Soleil. He saw them and he was like, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what he did, you know. So it's just, there you go. Got That's what example. I told them. Actually, Germany kicked <laughs> me out. So <laughs> I got exported. And <laughs> you heard it here first. There we go. Uh, two more questions. Funniest incident that's ever happened to you guys while doing a performance. If you guys each have one, that's, that's good, too. I got one. Uh, so we're performing with Cirque du Soleil in Italy. And it's, I mean, it's Cirque du Soleil, so it's a pretty big show. And we're wearing, like, a pretty much pajamas like it's just a light blue pajama kind of look like and we're all wearing the same thing and the makeup is a full white face with a little bit of eye detail and a big red nose just our nose is like a full-on triangle like full-on we're all wearing the same thing and then we do the routine and at one point in the routine the bar is inclined a little bit he's got it on his shoulder marco is just waiting for me to get on there 
and I do a salto. Marco picks up the bar, put it on, put it on his shoulder, and I fell. Like I was over rotating, so I fell and I fell on Marco's nose. Like I, my butt in his face, pretty much. And so we got off the bar, and Marco is just like, you know, cross eyes. I'm like, dude, you okay? He's like, a little bit mad, you know. He's like, jeez. And so you know, we keep doing the routine, and Marco has no more red nose. And then the red nose is like in my crutch, pretty much. Oh no! And then, um, like, we finish the act, and then we have maybe like two minutes before we get back on stage, and we do final bow. And Marco cannot go on stage like this, you know, like makeup is all messed up so we run backstage and then we're like okay let's go let's go so i made him like a red nose super fast and then we ran back but that was that was pretty funny one (laughs) yeah it's maybe not as funny as christine but uh we have so many experience in terms of uh uh, bar never coming in or bar come uh, broken or uh, so we have to figure out what to do and uh, one time we've been in new zealand and uh Two of the poles that because we order a new one and uh, two of the three poles arrive broken, so we have to figure out what to do. And uh, we were on an island and uh, far from everything, so we just call an, a university over there and uh, figure out with the athletic uh, department if it's possible to uh, borrow some poles. And we finally did a bar with two poles 20 minutes before to go on the spot to do a street busker, and uh, we just got. We just got time to tape it and try it one or twice, and it was a, like a piece of uh, two by four, and we did everything, but it was kind of uh, very painful. I, I can totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just as the equipment. Sometimes also we don't make it there. So one time uh, I'm at home and I'm super relaxed, and Christine calls me. It's like, uh, hey, where are you? I'm like, well, what do you mean where I am? I'm at home. Well, we're at the airport. We're leaving in half an hour. I never made it to the airport, <laughs> so uh, they took off, and it was actually the All-Star baseball game. And oh, uh, no. so they get there, and we have a show, so we travel the day off the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were going to do the show the next day, but uh, at that night, we had the press conference, and we were supposed to showcase a little bit of our, of our routine. Do a little teaser. And it happens that actually Christine and Eve did some Russian bar with Dominic of the Skillville group because oh, wow. <laughs> I wasn't there. So he had to learn on the spot within uh, a couple of minutes how to uh, how to hold the board. We trained for like half an hour on the grass there and you know everybody's watching we're like geez how's that gonna turn out and Dominic is just like you know struggling obviously and then we're like dude just hold on we got a minute and a half to do you can do this. Oh <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question uh, do you guys have any uh, social media or websites you'd like to plug? We do. We have Twitter, which is uh, the Russian Bar Trio. And then we have a Facebook Facebook page, which is Russian Bar Trio 2. And then the website is Russian Bar, but in French. So it's Bar Russe, B-A-R-R-E-R-U-S-S-E.com. And you can find us on Google, just Russian Bar, and we'll pull up pretty fast. There are so many videos of us on YouTube. Just uh, Google uh, Russian Bar Trio, and you'll find us uh, right away. There's five pages of us. Yeah, there's a recent video we did at the Arnold Sports Classic, which is kind of like a huge competition organized by mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and some people posted, and I think it's been seen over six million times already. So there's a wow. bunch of uh, of videos out there. So uh, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to do the interview, and good luck with your performance today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. 
My thanks again to Christine, Marco, and Eve for that wonderful conversation. Be sure to follow them on social media to find out where they will be performing next. And also, don't forget you can check out past episodes of this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook. On Twitter, my personal page is at Derek underscore Diamond, and the show page is at DDE underscore podcast. And that's all I've got, so enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Thursday. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.